Hello everyone and welcome to another Balls to the Wall podcast. Coming to you in these dark, dark times where we're all locked in with our so-called loved ones and can't get away from them. What we've got now is around about half an hour's worth of Balls to the Wall goodness brought to you by my good self and Ponyfish Islanders. So strap yourself in, grab some earphones, block out the family and make sure you get a listen to the Balls to the Wall podcast. Alrighty, everyone, and after after a little bit of a break, here we are with uh, Pony Fish Islanders and myself to go through all the uh, moves that have been made by coaches while we've been stuck in isolation. Good evening to you, Pony. How are you, mate? Evening, Hawker. How are you, mate? Yes, yes, home and working from home, so not moving too far these days, but um, like I just said before, we've still got a job, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited, mate. I have absolutely nothing to do. So uh, talking about kind of what's happened on the free agency list, etc. Um, gives me at least something to do on a Sunday night. That's it. That's it. So what we'll do, we'll jump straight into what happened after the end of round one, where lockout didn't lift for uh, six or seven days afterwards, I think it was. Yep. So after that, um, looks like a couple of people have put in some RFA picks. So, actually, there's only, was there one or two? Only two. One. Well, there's only one shot. Was it two? Only one. Just Maybe it only was one. Yeah. yeah. Aussie Merka, with his RFA pick, decided to use an RFA pick to pick up Lewis Jetta. What do we think of that, Pony? Um, oh, Jesus. I mean, probably the big news there, I reckon, is the is the drop. The he's drop. Dropped up, he's dropped Archie Smith. The big arch. He's hang on to him and picked him up and then got rid of him again. Yeah, what's he doing there? Archie Smith's one of his uh, one of his favourites, so that that kind of throws me a little bit. But otherwise, where's he kind of slotting him? He's kind of brought Jetter in and put Robertson on his bench. So, I mean, he probably needs defence depth, but did he need to use a RFA? Well, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought on Lewis Jetta. That score of 92 will probably be what he gets for the next three games when he plays. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, okay move, but using an RFA on it is uh, yeah, probably dumb coaching. Yeah, probably a bit of overkill there by uh, the great man, Ozzy Merker. Yep, I think so. So, then we move on to what the coaches have done once the RFA lifted. And first up, Disposables got rid of Wiley Buzzer and picked up Jakey Stringer. I think Stringer had a pretty decent um, round one. So, yeah, once again, probably makes sense. I think Buzzer was uh, just brought in to do a loop. So, probably fair enough. Didn't didn't you have Stringer, though, kind of round one and then drop him just before before the game or something? No, nah, it wasn't Stringer. I would never, ever pick up Jake Stringer. Maybe not. Who was that? That I dropped. Uh, yeah. Well, ah, that's right. Yeah, Stringer. Yeah, I mean Stringer's going to be up and down. Is he? Is he going to be one that down the track? He might. Um, just, he might just stringer you along. He could do. He could do. I think disposable. Um, if we ever get restarted, he will probably end up back on the list. So, I'd imagine so. Yep. The disposables were pretty busy. He then dropped Harry Morrison and picked up Nathan Wilson as a defender. So got rid of a midfielder forward to pick up a defender. Yeah, well, Morrison's been his boy. He uh, he drafted him um, relatively early or kind of mid mid draft. 
Yeah, um, not sure I why. I think he's read the tea leaves um, at that stage that, hey, um, season's suspended for a while and kind of started to look at injured players to, to pick up. So I think that's a reasonable pick um, if we get restarted. So, yeah, the not big too if. bad. And because I was a bit a little bit slow on the uptake when the time came, uh, you beat me to Luke Bruce and got rid of Ben Brown. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, Bruce Bruce was one I would have loved towards the end of the draft, um, and I'm pretty sure someone picked him up along the way. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that was Ben me. Brown. I think that was me. I think and you I did get him, mate. And I did drop him because I wanted to get somebody else in, which did help because I had a 92 and an 80-odd sitting on the bench. But, yeah, um, I was a bit slow on the uptake. Uh, I think I missed it by an hour once the lockout lifted. I'm normally a bit quicker than that, but missed it by an hour. Well, I think you brought Bruce in for Rewalt when you dropped Rewalt just before the Richmond game. That's so... right. And then, then I had to drop him again to make sure I got Mains 94. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it was kind of in yeah. and out. I, I knew I knew that you rated him, um, and I think he's a good seventy forward in normal game time games, um, and I think a little bit more reliable than Ben Brown. So even though Ben Brown went right in game one, um, I was like, yeah, all right, well, I got to make the move to a slightly better forward. So, and you did. Yep, I think so. You bastard. Anyway, um, then Vipers decided to get in on the act. And for some reason, pick up Jared Brander. Anyone want to help me with this one? That is a yeah, strange choice. So yeah, he's, he's fucked off Riley Bonner, um, who has some potential. Um, injured though, but I mean, well, he could, yeah, he'd be back by the time anything happens. You'd think so. So I mean, you can take the injury with a grain of salt. But yeah, Brander is he's picked up. So whether is he picking Brander up because he thinks Brander's going to get traded to Geelong or something down the track? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't help you anyone with that one because he'd be lucky to actually play a game once all the injured West Coast. Yeah, I just don't. He'd be lucky to play. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think so. I think there's other guys that will take him out of the team, um, depending on their health um, if they have a full squad. So, yeah, strange, strange pick. But then again, he's a strange coach. Yes, that's true too. Yep. So, moving on, Stars got rid of – obviously, the strain got too much for him. He's dropped old man Taylor Walker and picked up young Eric Kipwood. Yeah, now, look, I mean, uh, I, I did message Stars after I saw him pull this move and, and had a bit of a laugh at him about it. I, I'm not a big fan of Hipwood, but – um, Legless was very defensive as well um, in Star's corner uh, when I was having a laugh. Oh, what, so, a, what that, a surprise. What a surprise there. They joined at the hip. Um, you know, Legless clearly wants to still be wheeled, wheeled around uh, with Star's pushing him. So he defended him and uh, reckons he's, you know, he's, he's the next Nick Rewalt as a forward. So, um, yeah, what's what's your thoughts on Hipwood? Do you think he's someone that up and coming? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he'll get better and he'll have good games where he kicks goals, but I don't think he's a Nick Rewalt, Matt, Matthew Richardson running up the field and being the link player up on the wing and running back again. I don't think that's him yet. So if he's going to hang nah. on to him for a little while, um, I haven't had a good look at Stars' list, but if he's going to hang on to him for a while... Then... Oh, he's still there? Yep, still here. If he's going to hang on to him for a while, then maybe. I mean, he got an 80 against the Hawks. Well, that's you know, good, but he's not going to get that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, in my in my case, I, I'm always 
prefer a kind of smaller mid type that kind of plays a bit of mid, bit of forward. So, I mean, look, probably if you're just looking solely at Taylor Walker versus Hipwood, it's probably an okay move. Oh, that, I mean, you'd do that, yeah. But, yeah, I'm just not a massive fan of a, a tall forward. So, I think that's probably what my knock on him was. Yep. So, then the next one, I was quite surprised. I think Rahul's made a small tactical error here. He allowed me to pick up uh, Ivan Soldo off the free agency list um, to get rid of the injured Matthew Cruiser. Yeah, so, yeah, very good pickup. I think uh, you watched the Richmond-Carlton game and you could clearly see that Soldo was the number one ruck ahead of Nan Curvis. Um, so, yeah, good pickup. Obviously, Cruiser's still probably unlikely to be back, um, depending on when and, the season starts back up. So And leave it. And even if he is, I mean, he's likely to be back for one game or two before he gets injured again. So, yep. yeah, I'm just happy to, if someone wants to grab him and stream him against somebody he's else when he's back, well, good on him. Yep. Still here. Hello? Oh, of course. You there? You still there? I'm yep. still here. Um. Yeah, sorry, not sure why that cut out then. Um, yeah, so yeah, no, but... I think that was a very good pick up from yourself. I got to admit, I did message Rahul when I saw free agency open, and obviously quickly jumped on and got Bruce, and said, uh, "Not sure if you're seeing free agency is open. You you may want to get Soldo." And before we knew it, AJS Walker had him. It's asking. Well, yeah, got to say, I'm pretty happy with that. I got life set. And Soldo, both number one rucks with, at the moment, not much competition for number, or well, anyone fighting them for that number one spot. So pretty happy to have that and have the dilemma each week of which one to put in as my ruck. Yep. yep. And yeah, I think you've made things tough for days going forward because I don't see any real, um, you know, must, must have kind of first ruck kind of sitting on free agency now. So... It's um, going to be interesting how he handles that kind of moving moving forward yeah. if we do start back up. So, yeah, so pretty, yeah, like I said, very happy with that. And um, it could be around for a little while as well, like life set. So may have a bit of bargaining power or I might just sit. Because like I said, there's not much sitting on the uh, on the waiver for the ruck. So I'll probably just hang on to both. Well, the on only way, and I mean, look, I don't want to... This is just a thought in my mind. I was I was thinking the other day if I was in that scenario, what would I do if I was Dave? And I was I was thinking he's probably for me. I would grab Phillips back um, and sit him on the bench, and I'd I'd be pretty confident at some stage along the way someone will whoever it is that has bell chambers will drop him. And you could probably yep. get a handcuff on Essendon players. Um, I mean, they're both not the best rucks going around, but you should at least get one starting ruck out of those two at some point if you kind of took a took a risk on that. Yep. So, yeah, so unusually uh, poor coaching there from the Iceman. Um, yeah, I was quite surprised, especially when I missed the free agency open, open time by about an hour, um, I was a bit surprised that he was still yep. sitting there. Yep, I think so. Good good pick-up. So, yes. So, next one is me again. I dropped Dom Tyson, who I used for a um, loop-de-loop, yep. and picked up Brees Conker. So, um, it's 
just I'm not sure what's worse. I hate North Melbourne players. I don't really want them in my team. So I got rid of one and I got Conquer as a bit of midfield depth. But, mm, yeah, yeah I whatever. Mean, I'm, I'm not too sure what to say about this. I mean, does that does picking up Reese Conquer just show us the lack of depth in, in midfielders at the moment um, on the free agency list? I would think so. Um, I haven't had a good look lately. But, yeah, there's not a lot there. Um, you didn't you you yeah, didn't think Don Tyson would come back fit and firing uh, later on the season? I, I don't like. I'm not having North Melbourne players in yeah, my okay. team. Yep, yep, fair enough. I just don't, I just don't care. I don't care who they are. They're, they're just not going in my team. They are, they're a black hole of a fantasy points. And yeah, well, whoever it is there, I sit on the bench anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I'd rather not have a North Melbourne man there. Yeah. If someone else wants him, then knock yep. yourself I out. I think it'll be interesting whether Conker's still in your team um, if this does restart back up, whether whether someone yep. else pops their head up. Um, yeah, Potentially, yeah. I mean, it, it's I, I haven't even, well, to be fair, I have to have a, go back and have a quick look at my team. But, I mean, I think he's about second on the bench anyway, so or third on the bench midfielder. So uh, what have we got? Oh, I've got Main, Raul. And then yeah, conquer. So yeah. he's sitting. He's just someone there that I can use to flip out. And you know, if he, if he keeps getting a sixty-eight every time he plays, well, then that's decent backup if I need him. If not, then I can flip him to that someone sounds else. Sounds to me like you got a speculative uh, spot on your roster to pick up either a young bloke or pick up an injured player and and take a shot at them rather than race conquer. But yeah, I'm sure you'll you'll work something out on that. Yep. So, like I said, the other thing is it really doesn't matter too much until we know what's um, going on. until until no, we know what's going on. Yep. So yeah. Um. So next was Tom Atkins finds himself out of DT eighty sevens team and Daniel Lloyd. That comes is a in. glorious looking moustache on on Tom Atkins there. So I'm surprised he's been dropped. He does look like a seventies porn does. star there. He does, and living in Geelong, he's probably feels like he's living in the seventies. <laughs> yep. Um, Backwards hick town and backwards hick team, yeah, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dan- Daniel Lloyd um, had a good preseason, and I think he had a good game one, so I don't mind that pick either. Um, I mean, look, Lloyd's probably going to score more than Atkins, so, I mean, it's a bit of a much of a muchness, as people like to say, but that's probably yep. fair enough. And yeah, so yeah, uh, well, I said um, one scored twenty five, one scored seventy. So you yeah, you take that and you just see if that uh, you know for we know it could flip round the other way next week or next game or next round or if 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 either of them so, survives Corona, who knows? That's yeah. correct. So next on the list, Team Awesome jumps in and gets rid of Jack Mad Madgen Madgen. Who I don't know <laughs> who he is. Um. And 23 points. I'm not sure he knows who he is either. And um, Impey almost scored as much as him and didn't even play. Yeah, so obviously good good pick-up. I don't think Madgen's going anywhere. And uh, he bought into, obviously, the preseason classic hype. Classic Team Awesome. Not not yep. draft um, for Madgen. And uh, Impey, you know, he could certainly pay off. Um, I'm not sure is he scheduled to kind of be back playing towards the end of the season. He'd need the season to start in about mm, September, I reckon, or October. Yeah. He's still a long, long way away, but if it's someone he might hold, I don't know. You have to 
have a look at Team Awesome's list. Quite I know an old team. He, he's quite an old team. He, he drafted so, very old. Um, or, yeah. But I think he's got a good, good solid 13. So I don't know if he'd make his 13. But yeah, I mean, look at this stage when we're not playing. Imagine's definitely someone that he probably doesn't need to have in his team. That's probably fair enough. So yeah, so that's fair enough. Uh, and the last one, which was done last Thursday, disposables must have been bored at work <laughs> or whenever, and decided to get rid of a bit more. I think classic hype with Starsevich and pick up Georgie Hewitt. Yeah, so a bit of a. This isn't even a much of a muchness. This is a nothing for nothing um, kind of scenario. <laughs> I mean, Hewitt's. I don't really rate that much. Um, if anything, to be honest, I would have held Starsevich and just see if the young kid comes on. But as you say, I, all I took out of that was uh, Disposable being bored on Thursday. <laughs> and wanting something to do. And George has had some good games. Um, I'm not sure what he averaged last year, but it was obviously wasn't a lot because no one picked him up the first time round. Yeah. I think I think Hewitt's a bit of a race conquer. So once again, it just probably shows um, what the depth is of of probably mids on the list. But then, but then again, yep. he's trying to tell us something different in terms of is disposable picking up a mid that's you know a little bit older, more likely to play because he's going to trade a mid. I don't know. Yep. Potentially, who knows? I know he. Well, we'll do some whispers later on, but I know he's been f- fairly active in the uh, the trade yep. hunt. So yeah, so that's all the free agents in uh, RFA, the one RFA. Um, so yeah, um, next we'll move on to some actual trades yep, that have happened. Look forward to it. Brought to you by Ponyfish Islanders because he's got his nose so far up your business, it's hard to know where he ends and you begin. Here comes Ponyfish Islanders with all the trade news. Alrighty, and now we've got some actual trades to discuss. Well, we have one trade to discuss, and it was, well, it says here, Legless initiated and traded Harry Cunningham for dun, 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 Nick Nat Nui from Ponyfish yep. Islanders. Is that true that Legless initiated and traded, or did you initiate and trade? Uh, Legless initiated uh, and 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 traded. Um, I think there was a bit of talk actually going on between Legless and Slippery around doing a trade, and Slippery thought if he sent Legless my way and said go and get Nick Natanui, which he thought was never going to happen, um, he, it might get Legless to stop blowing up his phone with private messages. But right. as it turned out, I was uh, I, I took a bite at what he was offering. No, very good because oh, poor old Cunningham. I think he's now on his fourth coach inside of inside of the twenty three yeah. rounds. Yep, yeah, he's one of the more traded players. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think as a few of the guys said, it's probably a much of a muchness type trade. Um, if we ended up losing this whole season, I don't think either will be keepers. Um, I just felt like from my perspective, and I'll probably get your perspective on the trade as a whole in a second, from my perspective, I just felt um, oh, usually backup rucks don't have much currency. Um, and if yep. he was offering me, I think, you know, Cunningham, I think in most teams would be a starting defender. And for me, he's a, probably a D5, maybe just, just ahead of Crozier. Mm-hmm. 
I, I felt like that improved my starting lineup. So yeah, I kind of got rid of bench depth for hopefully starting, just improving my starting team a tiny bit if we do get back up and going. Yep, yep. Now Cunningham, I think could be a end up being a good player. Um, like I said, Drain Ruck depth. Yeah, I mean you've got Todd, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit risky with only Luke Jackson as backup. You know, I said you know you could if if Todd goes down, you'll probably have to be pretty quick on what's his name, Zeri or whoever he is. is. It, yeah, Zeri Cherry. Whatever they Very call him, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's certainly there's a risk in it in improving the starting lineup. There's a risk, so. But um, yeah, uh, on the face of it, uh, not too bad. I mean, Nick Nat's probably not going to get a game on in your team ahead of Goldstein and Cunningham probably can make the field. So yeah, not a bad deal. And Legless, uh, what's he done? So I, th- I think the rationale for Legless was Rob didn't play very well in, in game one um, and had to share a bit of rack time with, I think, Frampton. Um, yep. And then he's pretty big on Hardwick from the Hawks and thinks he'll be back kind of uh, when we restart, if we do restart. So he kind of felt like they were about the same type of player. So yep. I can see why he did it as well. And I think he's also got someone else in his defence that, he thinks should be back or um oh yeah I remember now it's Dodie yeah. from Adelaide. Dodie, yeah, got do do so, yeah he, he felt like it was defense defense heavy, so I think uh that's where he felt like he could get rid of him. Hmm. Well there you go. So yeah, um like I said, probably not gonna change alter the balance of power too much for either team, but um yeah, he yeah, Riley O'Brien not not the great white hope that no, for. well, yeah, I think the main thing is at least we've had a trade done while nothing's going on. So, if anything, we're curing boredom. That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. So now to the most, we'll move on to the most interesting part of the show, and we'll move on to the whispers. Alrighty, Pony, what have you got for us all? Um, you've obviously got your ear to the ground and uh, the, the private messages flying around. What have you got for to share with the listeners yeah, today? Yeah, so there is a little bit going on, which is somewhat surprising in the scenario that we're in. Um, but a lot of it involves, uh, you know, probably the, the biggest trader in the league. Who, who do you think that would be? Oh, I, I want to I say Merka, but... Uh, I'll go with Legless. You got it in one. You got it in one. So uh, yes. So uh, well, to be fair, I have. Don't think I've. This is not an invitation, by the way, Legless. I don't think I've had anything, had had a call from him yet. So um, that's did all you, good. Did, did, did you I leave on bad terms with each other last time you had a discussion late last season or something? Uh, must have. He's obviously not coming to the the table at all. So. But, you know, no, look, I, well, to be fair, I'm probably not going to be doing much of anything unless it's hideously one-sided in my favour because you just don't know what you're going to be doing. You know, I, I had a bit of a chat to Disposable the other day who offered me a couple of things and I just sort of said, well, you know, I could make a trade that'd be perfect if we start next week, but it'd be a shithouse if we start next yeah. year. And, uh, you know, you don't want to... Yeah, until we actually know what's going on, 
I'll probably be sitting out. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, you just don't want to be giving up too much for an older player. Now, obviously, he's looking for a bit of youth and rebuilding, but I don't want to give up too much for an older player who potentially may not play yeah, a game for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what's driving most people not to get too involved in trade discussions, but um, Legless can't help himself. Um, trade, trade embargo no, has been, yep. been lifted and he waited six months for that embargo to lift. <laughs> so he's sure as hell going to get um, his enjoyment out of it. So He's certainly got, he's certainly got Tourette's of trades he does, anyway. He does. So mainly what he's looking for in his trades is he's, he's very keen on strengthening his forward line. So I think Zach Fisher and a few others in his forward line, he, he clearly knows shouldn't be starters. So he's approached multiple people. So he came knocking on the door for myself, um, chasing after Stevenson. He thought he could get him cheap, um, but yep. told him to, to go away. I, I rate the kid. He'll, he'll stop betting soon. So he came, came sniffing for Stevenson. He then knocked on um, Day's door, um, trying to yep. see if he could get Dalhouse. So... Um, no luck with Delhouse. I think he was offering up a midfielder for Delhouse. He yep. then moved on to Slippery. So he's knocked on Slippery's <laughs> door and said, Hey, Slip, I'm very interested in Petrarca and Bailey Smith. Um, uh, you got absolutely no chance of prying Bailey Smith out of Slippery's hands. I Petrarca either. Um, not with the no. trajectory he was on, you know, pre-season. pre-season. Had a good first yep. game. So, uh, yeah, so they they got shut down pretty quickly by a slip. Um, and then he's moved on to Disposable Heroes. So, despite uh, Disposable Heroes. Just a little slut sleeping yeah, around, isn't he? He's been to nearly half the league. Um, so, Disposable Heroes, he's been sniffing around Robbie Gray and Jai Simkin. Um, so, yeah, there's been, been some trade talk there between them Um Possibly, I think he was looking for both Gray and Simpkin um, to come to him, and he was offering up either Tom Phillips or Ed Langdon to disposable, um, which I don't think by itself is going to get it done. I think something else would have to be added to um, to, to Langdon or Phillips to get that one done. Yep. Yeah. yeah, just having a look. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, so, uh, and the other thing is that I don't know what's in the forward line now that you've got Bruce, um, that, yeah, have a, a look at disposable, have a look at disposable, his, his backup forward is uh, one Peter Lattes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that <laughs> oh, would sorry. absolutely decimate his uh, forward line. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you'd have to, yeah, yeah, that's just not going to I can see happen, maybe one of them going and maybe something else goes with, let's say, Robbie Gray goes for Langdon or Phillips and maybe um, some type of small pick or another complimentary player might go Legacy's way for one of them. But, yeah, I don't think both... I don't think two forwards would go in one trade. There are... No, there's just yeah, no one there's there. There's all on the free agency list. And have, if we, especially if we don't get any more footy, then... No one's going to change positions next year either. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, they're not going to change on the base of one one uh, one yeah. game. So yeah, so once a game we're going to be shorter forwards. So 
um, yeah, I think they're a, a, a pretty valuable commodity. Um, we also so, had uh, then some further discussions between our mate Legless and Slippery after the initial Petrarca and Bailey Smith. So Slip counted and said, hey, um, look, Sam Powell Pepper, uh, who we drafted quite early, I think at about pick 15, he was open yeah. to trading him and he said, look, I want or, or Langdon for Sam Powell Pepper. What's your thoughts on that? Hmm. I'd probably do that myself. But then I, I don't like Sam Powell. Uh, what's his name? Yep. Is it Sam? Yeah, I don't like him. So I'd get rid of him out of my team too. But as a forward, because he's DPP this yep. year, isn't he? Um, as a forward, uh, yeah, I think that's fair enough. And if Legless thinks he's, uh, where's his midfield here? But as a, if he thinks his midfield's strong enough that he keeps offering his surplus midfielders away, then someone who's potentially going to play forward for you this year would be not a bad deal. Um and he does seem to have a bit of midfield depth, uh, a little bit. No, no not, not really. Oh, I've got nah, actually no. He's got a lot of got a couple of mid forwards who potentially could be good, but mm. who, who would you rate as the better player out of Phillips and Langdon from a fantasy perspective? Out of interest. Well, it's a bit hard. With I mean, I, I gave Lang, Langdon up last year, um, but that was when he was at Frio and not playing in the role that he's mooted to play this year with at Melbourne and being that link up out of defence. So I would probably still, if it was me, I'd be giving, I'd keep yep. Phillips if it was me. Um, just Collingwood's game plan is more possession based and more likely to have the little chippity chips. That's yep. just me. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd probably be looking if at a power pepper for Who's the other one? Do we say uh, Langdon? Langdon, yep. Langdon. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I reckon that's, so that's pretty close. Um, with Power Pepper being a forward, um, I think that can be Lang- close. Lang- Langdon will probably average. Langdon will probably average more. But like you said, the forward eligibility, especially for this year and most likely for next, um, you know, Power Pepper's whatever he gets will probably be ten to fifteen points less. But that's you put that in the forward line, then that's that's not like too at bad. the most. I think all that all that would need would be a small swap of picks somewhere in the middle of um, the draft to kind of sweeten that deal and convince Legless if he didn't want to do it. But that could certainly yep. get him his forward. Um, <laughs> but that, but obviously Legless would still have to consult Stars first to make sure that it's all, oh, yeah, it's yeah, all right. Yeah. It's all it's all got to go through Stars first um, before a trade can be done. That's that's for sure. Much, much to uh, Star's dismay. Um, That's it. That's also, it. been a few discussions between myself and Dream Team eighty seven about Mitch Duncan, um, about me trying to acquire him. Um, but kind of similar to what you were saying before, I'm I'm interested, but then I keep reminding myself we're not actually playing football at the moment. So, um, do I want to get stuck with a guy that I probably wouldn't keep? because uh, I don't think I would keep Duncan um, with his age. Uh, so that's that keeps scaring me off as we kind of keep talking about potential ideas. So, Well, the only thing I've got to say about that is DT87, do not give him a first-round pick. 
Now, I don't think I'm going to get a first round pick and Mitch Duncan. Let's let's put it that way. So this would this would be me right. uh, acquiring Duncan, but 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 yeah, but yeah, I mean theoretically, you know, if, if something stupid happened and it was you know Josh Kelly for Duncan, then yeah, there'd have to be a multiple first round picks. So I suppose it's a fair warning. Well, that I might lead with that. <laughs> I, I am I am very interested though in trading players for first round picks. Just uh, for anyone listening, don't do it. Do not do it. Anyone listening to this podcast, do not do two, it. Two, two, two in the first twelve is not enough for next season for me. I want I want at least three like last season. Oh, give me a break. Give me a spray. Um, and then the last rumor I've got was just a. a Cheeky offer for uh, Aussie Merker, which went down like a lead balloon. So, offered him uh, Dyson Heppel for Nat Feist. <laughs> if you're going to do that, you've at least got to do it in the evening after he's had a few cans. Yeah, that's it. I think he was still early on, about one o'clock on Friday, and uh, he was not appreciative yeah, of time nah. being wasted. <laughs> No, no, we got that. That's a more a nine o'clock Friday night one. So yeah, that was that was that one. So um, yeah, I was going to ask you whether you'd heard of any other trade um, offers yourself, but it sounds like you haven't heard from Legless. So if you haven't heard from Legless, you probably haven't heard many other offers. No, like I said, Disposables um, floated a few of his boys to me, but like I said, he's obviously looking for some youth, and I'm oh potentially in a in a in a even though I lost and still haven't won since bloody April last year, it's allegedly in in the running for a, a spot this year. But it's a bit hard to give anyone up at the moment, not knowing when we're going to start Does again. Paddy Dangerfield from Geelong hold any interest for you? I don't know if I like showboats in my um in my team. Yeah, I mean he scored forty in uh, the first week, so he's clearly on yeah. the down. Just having a quick look at the. Trade players on offer. I think there was about eight up for offer from Disposable. Uh, I think Disposable put his whole team Pretty up well. He's now trimmed that down to just Dangerfield and just Robbie Gray. So he's right. really wanting to go young if he's seriously putting these guys up. But um, I'm, he may get a nibble. Uh, yes. Well, well, Legless, well, as soon as Legless hears this, he'll be on having a look and. Uh, Probably have a few offers coming. I think so. Late. I think so. So yeah, that's that's it for the whispers at the moment. I'll keep my head to the ground, but yeah, tough tough times even for the whisper at the moment to get a whisper out or anyone. It is hard to whisper. Yes. So, all right. Well, thanks for that, mate. That's uh, Sunday night run and done. So I'll yeah. Thanks very much for jumping on, and um, we'll might do it in another week or so's time, and just see. We'll probably only have some whispers, I'd yep. imagine. So. Um, we might get back on just to see what's going on. Too easy. On. Sounds good. All right. Have a good week, Thanks. mate. Cheers, yeah. mate. Alrighty, everyone, and there it is, all the free agents, the restricted free agents, the trades, and the whispers brought to you by Pony and Hawker. All right, so in these days of social isolation, please don't get too isolated. Maybe ignore Legless's trade requests, but other than that, Jump on the chat, guys. Keep chatting. Keep finding shit to talk about. Stay hydrated. Not an issue for Merca, I know, but uh, stay hydrated all. Uh, don't be too isolated, and we'll catch you all in about a week's time and see what the whispers bring us then. Until then, stay safe, stay isolated, stay virus-free.
Cheers, boys.